Um, I don't put positivity out hoping that I'm going to get it back or necessarily like expecting that I'm going to. Um, I'm positive and open and vulnerable about my journey just because there's probably somebody who um, might need to hear yeah. things or might need to see like that things can be overcome. Um, but it's been a really hard life. If I get none of that positivity back, like you said earlier, like survived worse. Yeah. So um, I mostly just hope that when I'm vulnerable about like, like the traumas of my past or like my like mental and physical issues that somebody out there is like, okay, well this person's awesome and they've dealt with this. Okay, check, check. We are good. So this is being recorded, but obviously it's not live. Right. So just feel comfortable. Try to feel relaxed. I know it's a, it's a bit, you know, you got the lights in your face and then the, the, oh, it's, the mic's it's on. Some people are kind of, they get wigged out by that. <laughs> but I appreciate you uh, stopping by. I know, um, uh, I think I started following you, I think it was probably around spring, maybe. It was towards the end of my last season. Mm-hmm. And I reached out because I started following you and it was the artwork that was really, I was really, really, really vibing with it. And I was actually going through it right before you showed up. Um, so let's start there, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah. The art side of you, is it, is it, uh, you, you have, you labeled yourself an art freak, I, I noticed in your <laughs> bio. So like, talk to me about it. What, what, what is it that you do and, and, and the style that you do, the, the media, medium, like everything about it? Are you 100% artist? Is that something you do on the side or, or no? Um, this is something that I do on the side. It's never been the way that I support myself. Okay. Um, I definitely like have commissions here or there. Yeah. But um, at this point, I'm definitely not a full-time artist. Yeah. Um, it's always, I've always been a creative person. Um, I dip my toes in like any form of expression that I can find where I'm like halfway decent at it. Yeah. Um, I have that like gifted kid syndrome where if I'm not like immediately awesome at something, then I feel really discouraged. Okay. <laughs> I think we all go through that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this particular, um, I've really been loving doing digital art like this because I find that it's so much more accessible than, um, than traditional art forms like painting or like, um, or like God, even sculpture or something like that. Because yeah. it's like, there's the initial investment of like the device, but once you get past that, you're not having to like have a ton of supplies. And so it's been, when I look at like what I spent on like supplies when I was like painting yeah, versus like the initial investment of like my iPad, which I got like secondhand and like the like program that I use, like yeah. it's been much more affordable. Sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just really, I'm, loving it i love expressing myself and however i can find yeah i love how you called it gifted kid syndrome i never heard that before (laughs) but it makes sense because yeah um i have that i think it's just a creative thing where it's just kind of like oh that's interesting i want to do it and then it's just like i want to why am i why am i not doing it to the capacity that i see (laughs) others doing it um digital art 
I I think that's what one of the things that kind of gravitated me to what you were doing. I think you even shared like your process of how you were going about creating them digitally. I think, because am I following you on TikTok? I think I'm, are you on TikTok? I am. Um, I've posted a few on there, um, okay. but I find like, I'm really bad at getting into a routine with like editing yeah. them. So yeah. I just like, don't, I'll go in spurts where I'll do like three or four of them. And then like six months will have gone by and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't post anything. <laughs> yeah. Oops. yeah. Yeah. And if you're trying to like gain any like momentum on there, that's like the key. And it's like, ah, I can't keep up with the algorithm. Yeah. Like, I can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> but I love watching, uh, I love, I loved watching your, your process when you did provide it and the it's just such a clean vibrant look where it's got like that um like that manila mat behind it is that the effect that you were going for is that like because i noticed it's it's like that consistently like the 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 red pop is the only color i'm noticing that you're using a lot of your older stuff i was noticing a lot more color is that something you're is that a theme of yours that you're trying to keep up or you just kind of go with the flow with whatever you're feeling um, I find that not having any kind of limitation, I got overwhelmed by the possibilities. Uh, um, so I put myself in this lane of like, I only work with, unless I'm doing a commission, I only work with black, white, red, and yellow. Yeah. Okay. And so the inspiration behind that was like, um, so I'm Seminole, like okay. Native American. Yeah. And for a lot of indigenous cultures, there's the medicine wheel. Okay. Which is comprised of those four colors. Ah. So it was like. Me tapping into the indigeneity. Yeah. And they're also just colors that I find really striking. And I like the contrast and I like how bold and how loud they are. And you can still get a clean image that has punch with the limited palette. Yeah. Um, when I didn't have like the rules, it was like, well, God, I can do anything. Oh, no, I can do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm having to be a lot more selective about like the things that I'm portraying so like i'm not going to i mean i guess i could like break the rules a little bit and like if i wanted to draw um like like a blue jay i could make a blue jay red if i wanted to yeah i mean i guess that would make it a cardinal but that's fine um (laughs) (laughs) um but it gives me a set of guidelines and like rules that i can follow and i find that relaxing and engaging for myself more so than i did when i was like sky's the limit yeah yeah and it's is, is it along the lines of like having the when, when you uh when you keep it is it structure is it kind of like mm-hmm. having like this okay i i'm within these boundaries i'm comfortable now um i was kind of like going through the same thing in in my own life going through some things with the podcast and my creativity and i was like um, you're right. Like as soon as you kind of like open the door, it's kind of like, you know, you, you go down a rabbit hole of like what you can do and, and like you different ways of doing it and your creativity starts to go off. And next thing you know, you're like, you know, I'm kind of like not even in the same spectrum that I started off at. Yeah. Let me keep myself within these perimeters. And now I'm comfortable. Now I feel like in my mind, cause I have a lot of anxiety. It's like, I feel safe here now. So let me right. operate here and it's like i uh the yellow and the red um you're right they there's a lot of punch even though you're not incorporating many other colors they still like they give you what you're looking for i think that's kind of like why i i love 
looking at them and just like just appreciating them. Um, where do you come up with your ideas? Like I know once you were a- asking for suggestions, but I mean, are, are you constantly having different type of ideas pop into your mind? I'll get like weird ideas of like, what if I like draw a person and their entire body is made out of eyeballs? Um, (laughs) That's awesome though. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I have a lot of fun with that. I like, I love eyes. Yeah. So I'll get into little spurts where I I just want to do everything that has like with eyes. Yeah. Um, And then if I'm in a rut, I'll, you know, poll folks like, you know, what do you want to see? And sometimes like folks give me really great ideas, like um, lots of birds. The last time I yeah. made a post asking for suggestions. So I drew a bunch of herons and that was really cool. Um, but if I'm like stuck, if I'm if I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I need to make art today, it has to happen. Then I'll like go on Pinterest and like see what comes up for me that's inspiring. And if it's something that I've like never drawn before, then it's an exciting challenge. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, uh, have you, um, I'm trying to think back now because I, I don't like to do too much research, but was it the, the possibility of making tattoos? Was that something you were looking at or no? So it's like really hard to get an apprenticeship and I kind of shot myself in the foot in with that because I like started tattooing. Okay. Um, Like myself and like a lot of places don't want to take on somebody who already has started because they don't want to have to break those bad habits Mm. and which i totally understand like if you're like um taking a chance on somebody yeah yeah um wow but i'm like very much inspired by tattooing and i think that's also what draws me to like the style that i'm doing because i always loved like bold like black work style tattooing yeah um so i like i thought about it and i really wanted to but i like got a little ahead of myself and was like what if i give myself 25 tattoos so like I've, I've slowed down in that yeah. a bit. <laughs> like I've like run out of space on my legs. So I'm just like, okay, like maybe I won't do that for a little while. <laughs> I can appreciate that though. Um, you had mentioned uh, the indigenous heritage that is your mm-hmm. set. You said your seminal mm-hmm. uh, medicine. Will you brought up uh, uh, would, would the tattooing, would that be incorporated with your heritage in a way? Was that common for, um, indigenous folk and, and, and Seminoles to I know there's a lot of painting on the faces and whatnot but as far as like tattooing is that is that within something of your heritage or no I'm trying to tap into like what you're doing and like like because I would think it would be pretty cool to see your artwork as a tattoo you know what I mean thank you yeah um so most of the ones that I well actually all of the ones that I've done myself have been my own art um okay cool and yes like Back in the day, it was a lot more common for seminal folks to have like facial tattoos. Yes. Um, but it seems like it's sort of fallen out of fashion. Okay. Um, like with assimilation. Um, Fair enough. Et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Less so than it had been. Yeah. Um, I've stayed away from like doing more tribal designs. Okay. Um, partly because I want the work to relate to as many people as possible. Gotcha. And also because... I'm not an expert yeah, and I don't want to, I don't want to offend people with what I'm doing. Um, and I don't want to offend like my own people if I do something wrong, that's, Oh, I think this looks cool, but like I haven't done the research on it. So like, it's not necessarily like my place. And I want to leave that up to people who are more, um, educated. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I think that's pretty cool. I didn't even think about that. Um, and I think that really goes to show like growth and like accountability, like um, being aware of what you're not aware of. Mm. Um, that comes up often on the podcast where it's just kind of like, um, e- even if you're aware of things, you, the, more information always becomes available as we as we get older and we kind of mm. look back and go like, you know, the the way I was thinking there, uh, maybe that wasn't right. I'm willing to own that and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I can appreciate that. So, there's artwork. Um, uh, you talked about your heritage. Um, where where does in, in your life where does art come into play? Was it at a very young age for you? Were were you always in touch with that side of yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I um, my parents always really encouraged creativity and oh, cool. expression. Um, not as like, they didn't see it as like a viable career path, but as an outlet. Yeah. Um, so my mom is a phenomenal quilter, or she was before she, her arthritis got really bad and she doesn't quilt as much as she used to, but when she did, she created these beautiful quilts. Yeah. Um, there's like, she made my first like crib quilt and it's okay. like very, very cute. And it was the first thing she ever made. Um, so, and like my birth father was a phenomenal musician. Okay. So there's always been expression and they really fostered in me the sense of like, if you want to like do this thing, like express yourself, it's important to have that outlet. Okay. But you said they didn't, the, 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 excuse me, they, they didn't see it as a, um, as a career path, more so as a, as an outlet. You said that, was that something? Cause I know like my, my dad felt the same way about a lot of my like creative expression when I was younger it was kind of like that's cool but like you know what uh are you going to have a backup plan and it was just like I don't know I kind of like this you know what I mean yeah they wanted me to find something where like they wanted the stability they didn't want the uncertainty that comes with like the freelance art world and um which is like ironic because like I went to school for like accounting and management and then dropped out my senior year. Oh yeah. And like did a whole bunch of different like contract jobs. And I've had very unsteady employment. Okay. That, like if I had pursued like art where I was really passionate about it, it might not have been that way. So yeah. It's interesting. Well that, the, well this is interesting. Cause my, one of the questions I wanted to ask was, you know, like is, is that something that you want to, pursue as a career path that you know the artistic side but you just threw at me that you you went to school and dropped out your senior year what was what was was that you following a passion of yours or what was the deal with that i ran out of money okay fair enough (laughs) yeah yeah so i dropped out and was lucky enough to find an it job um for um for a very dear friend of mine he was my manager um and was there for like year two years um but no, I've never, I've never like dove headlong into deciding like, okay, art is going to be like my thing now. Yeah. Was it, uh, you said you dropped out cause of, cause of money. Was that something that, how were you feeling about that? Cause there's a lot of like, I dropped out my freshman year in college, okay. but I dropped out like, no, I, I don't want to go back. I had like a plan. I never executed the plan obviously, but I had a plan. Um, in your case, was that something that was forced upon you or like, were you kind of like, okay, well, I, you know, cause you're talking about accounting and art. These are two different worlds. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like, were you kind of like, fuck it, I'll, I'll go do this IT thing. I wasn't really digging this anyway, or was that something that was not part of your plan? 
was what part not dro- part of my plan dropping out because the funds were no longer there like like to me that i'm looking at that like was that a gut punch or was that kind of like uh I was definitely burnt out. Yeah. Like, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Like I, it was not going to be sustainable for me anyway, even if the money did exist. Um, but I think that in the long run, it's worked out well for me in terms of my growth and development. Like if I had stuck with um, accounting and management, I would have ended up going to get my JD MBA. So I would have become like a corporate lawyer. Sure. And... I don't necessarily know that I would that me now would like the person that I would have become. Fair enough. In that environment, um, so it's been while it was an unfortunate circumstance at the time, it's definitely worked out for the better. Yeah, and, and I think that's kind of like where I was trying to go with that because I feel like like things will happen in our life that may not be part of our plan, mm-hmm. and I use that word loosely and in, in quotes because. Nothing goes according to plan. You can try to structure it somehow, but it always ends up being exactly what you may have needed, mm-hmm. uh, where you need it to be. Um, so y- you said that the the person you are now may not have been happy with that person that you w- may have become, the corporate lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, like where where are you in your life right now? Like where where are you in regards to? Are you at a point in your life where you are um, embracing who you are or is that still a journey that you're trying to figure out? I am still trying to figure myself out. Um, I did like several years of like intensive trauma therapy. And one of the things that they tell you is like, as you heal from that trauma, like who you are changes and you have to find yourself again because you had that trauma as Ah. like not a crutch. Um, I don't want to say that the trauma was a crutch, but it felt so foundational to who you are as a person that when you heal from that, it's like, well, I have no clue who I am now. Yeah. So I'm discovering myself day by day. Yeah. I like that. I never thought of that. Um, uh, You're right. I I, I knew what you meant, though. You don't want to label it as a crutch, but it, it you identified with it for a while and then when you realize what it is and where it comes from and how it impacted you you can release it Mm -hmm. and now you do have to kind of like okay well i can't hold on to this anymore this this isn't who i am and there's a lot of people that do there's a lot of people that still hold on to it they can't let it go um and and that becomes their identity um i know when i went uh in in my own personal life i went through a divorce that kind of like forced me to um, really get to know who I was. Uh, and even as I, when I remarried and, and my wife now kind of like helps me identify who I am. And I realized the conditioning that takes place when you're like in a state of trauma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where you're like, wow, yeah. Like um, I didn't realize I was that removed from who I, I always thought I knew who I was. I think that's what what a lot of people are afraid to admit. Like, even when you're dealing with trauma, you think you know who you are and then you heal from it. You're like, oh, I still I I know who I am. And then like years later, you're like, it's like a mind fuck when you're like, wow, I 
I'm really starting to now, me personally in my 40s, realize who I am. Um, so the reason why I bring that up is because like uh, that comes up often also on the podcast, like people like having moments in their life where they're discovering themselves and the vulnerability to admit, like, I'm still trying to figure that out. I think that's cool. Um, a lot of people like to be like, you know, uh, I've been through this, that, and the third, and, I, and I'm like, bro, you're like, you're 20-some years old. Like, God bless you, but you're not going to know who you are at that age. Um, so I, I, I commend you. I know uh, we're just meeting, but I, I would like you to know that. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, do you feel then, considering what we're talking about, like, are you actively thinking about, hey, art, what you're doing with it? How can I make this my my viable passion career-wise or, or, or no? No. Um, I think, like, there's, like, another universe maybe where that is who I was yeah. or am. Um, but unfortunately, in, in this timeline, I'm, like, a severely physically disabled person okay um and i don't have the energy to devote to creating marketing etc that that would require of me okay um so i had to you know once i started to get sick had to acknowledge like this isn't the life that i'm gonna have and that's okay okay, okay. um but i still have the time yeah. to make things for myself and for other people when they want them, but okay. I definitely can't. Okay. Um, so what, what, do you mind me asking what you said you were sick? What were you, what, what was the sickness? What were you sick with? So I have um, a condition called ankylosing spondylitis. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, like the tin man from wizard of Oz, like when he doesn't have the oil cam where he's all yes. like stiff and everything. Sure. So it's like that where without proper medication, the, like all the joints in the body, starting with the spine, want to fuse together. Okay. So like lack of mobility. Sure. Um, I've got a great care team and like really great medication that's like slowing that. Um, but it definitely comes with like fatigue and I'm in pain all the time. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm sorry about that. It's all right. I, I mean. Yeah. But it I think is. it's, I mean, yeah, the honesty is that's not. That's not I, the thing is like this is another thing that comes up with like looking at you. I don't see that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you never know what people are dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, and so like ha, has that always been uh, the case for you? Is that something that you discovered as you got older or when you, you were younger dealing with that? I was when I was younger, I noticed that my lower back hurt. OK. Um, and we just attribute it to growing pains. And like yeah. we were attributing it to growing pains when I was like 17 and I stopped growing at 10. So I'm not sure where that <laughs> might like. Where yeah. that was, right. But, right. Um, but didn't really think anything of it. Um, then when I was, God, how old was I? Like 26. So we're talking like a while back. Um, developed this like thing with my eye where like it wouldn't, like my people wouldn't dilate. So it was like, when you see like those pictures of David Bowie where like the one people is huge and the one's tiny. Okay, yeah. So it was like that. So I couldn't really see out of the one eye. And went on this whole long diagnostic journey to try and figure out like, okay, like what's causing this like eye on this like, seemingly healthy not really but seemingly healthy person um and there was a while there where i was having to use a cane because i was just in pain and it's what i needed gotcha. um and that's gotten better but the fatigue has gotten significantly worse 
Okay. Okay. So then this makes sense then. So, you know, then, then you're wanting to pursue something, but having this, you said you had to come to the, to the, you had to accept the fact that some things just weren't going to be the way that you, you wanted them, fair to say. Talk to me then about like, how, how are you right now actively living with, with that? Like, how does, you said you have a good support te uh, team around you. Um, uh, you mentioned the cane at one point, like, how does your day go? Well, I've been out of work since February. Okay. Um, so um, that actually like kind of goes back to the limited color palette thing. I found myself needing structure. Yes. So I gave myself structure. Gotcha. Um, but it's kind of hit or miss day to day how things are going to be. Okay. Um, like this month has been really hard from a pain standpoint. Um, but average day I wake up and I have to assess whether this is going to be a moving day okay. or not moving day. Okay. Um, the challenging thing about when it's a not moving day is my condition requires me to stay physically active to try and like curb the progression Fair of enough. the disease, but I'm in a lot of pain and like exhausted. So you don't want to move. Yeah. Um, but those are the days where I'm not making art. I have to get delivery cause I can't stand and cook. Um, you know, those are the days that my cat can't stand because he wants to be played with constantly. Um, <laughs> What's your cat's name? I saw pictures of him. Oliver Pancakes. Okay, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he is an absolute joy and truly a chaotic little gremlin. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Um, but like today, for example, was like a lower energy day for me. Okay. Um, so I spent most of the day like in bed watching like goofy shit on youtube yeah um honestly not a bad way to spend a day no um but then a good day i might like clean do like eight loads of laundry like um cook those days are much less common than the days where i need to like really rein things in gotcha uh, so you're are you, I guess it's fair to say then your day starts, you're kind of like realizing as you're waking up how that day is going to go. So you, you're not able to plan for things like uh, uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I'm, I'm realizing that that would require a lot of patience in somebody's life to be like, I need to, you just mentioned it's structure. I need to slow down and embrace this because it changes day to day. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would assume that that has an impact on your social life, yes or no? Oh, very much so. Yeah. Um, I'd say, like, what impacts my social life these days more than, more than like, physical issues is, like, been out of work since February. Fair enough, Everything yeah. costs money. Yeah. Being social costs a lot of money, which, like, is not the position that I'm in right now, where I'm, like, going out for, like, drinks and everything. I'm, like, looking at all of my expenses being very careful yeah um but medically yeah you have to get get used to very quickly saying no and or saying hey i know we had plans i gotta be in bed yeah. or i gotta be doing anything but this um i used to be a photographer and i stopped taking clients because you know if you're scheduling something like three months out and like thinking maybe it's going to be a good day on that day, but you got no idea and you don't want to 
repeatedly have to reschedule on somebody. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make you look very reliable. And unfortunately, in some ways, I'm not reliable. Yeah. So I had to find the outlet where that wasn't going to matter. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. I didn't, um, as we're talking about it, it's, it's starting to hit me like, man, that would require a lot of patience because you can't make plans. And, you know, people take for granted how they're able to make plans mm -hmm. because the assumption is things will be exactly how they are now. Um, but not everybody can do that. Uh, and, and it having uh, an impact on your life. Um, and, and I'm meeting you for the first time now, but it seems like you've, you've got your arms around it somewhat. I'm sure it's still, it, it takes a toll on you and, 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 and it affects you. How are you able to keep, you know, the chin up, so to speak, and, and, and maintain some sort of a level of positivity? Because that would, that would drive me crazy innocently, I would think. I'm sure you have your moments, yeah? Um, you seem like the meme of, like, keep going out of spite. No. Okay. Um, so, basically, I see it as, like, I'm in a battle against the universe. Yeah. So, and I'm going to win. Okay. Yeah. And, if, and I'm not going to let myself be emotionally defeated by my circumstances. And I know that, yes. like, that's... Um, oh, gosh, I don't know where I was going with that sentence. Um, but... You said the meme. You mentioned the meme out of spite. And I, and I said, I never saw yeah. it. And you were talking about the universe. <laughs> yeah. So I want to win. Yes. And um, there you go. And what winning looks like might change day to day. But I don't want to give up hope that like maybe tomorrow is going to be a really good day. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I appreciate that. Um, uh what I like to do is like, and I'm having a, a battle with it right now. It, it's kind of pissing me off because I'm always like, I kind of hang my hat on like, I've been through some shit and I, I've been through worse. I always remind myself, I've been through worse. But lately it's just kind of like, man, I'm really having, uh, you know, a tough time with some things. And I'm mm -hmm. like, Ugh, don't let this get me down. You know, focus on what you can control. Um, which I think is key. Uh, and what what can I control? Focus on that. Uh, I'm sure there's, is it fair to say, and forgive me for saying if, if I don't mean to be offensive, but is it liberating in a way to be like, I can't control that. So it's no longer on my mind. Does that make any sense? I think that for some people that would probably be the case. Okay. My own personal brand of trauma is like not having any control over a situation is like, terrifying oh okay yeah. so it's the opposite then for you yeah i like i'm not saying that i'm like that i have to be in control of everything but like to feel that i have no control over my situation for me is very stressful okay so how do you so you're able to to have those thoughts but then also maintain a, a constant state of i'm going to win like how, how are you do, able to do that that's pretty remarkable thank you yeah. um yeah because i'm like i Fuck! I'm, if, I, if I'm freaking out, I don't know how I'm going to win. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> I think it's like trying to find the control. And sometimes all that I can control is my mindset. And like I can't control how I'm going to feel when I wake up in the morning physically. Yeah. And, and I can't always control how I'm going to feel emotionally. But I can control how I respond to that. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, 
going through your typically i use social media to kind of get my information and find out what people are up to uh, and, and you are candid uh every now and then with with your thoughts and feelings um and you mentioned something along the lines of uh so many years since you've been invited to family gatherings along those lines mm -hmm. um are you comfortable sharing like your journey in that regard like where where are you when it comes to that um so do you, are you asking about like the incident that caused that or oh, just like, for, yeah, like all, in general, like I don't, I don't, I, whatever it was and, and where, yeah, like, like, like what happened or, or, or who said what did what, like not so much like gossip, but more so like where, where are you because of that and, and express explaining that to me. Um, these days I feel like I have found family and okay, that cool. makes up a lot of the difference. Um, it's sad to not have like blood or legal family that yeah. I could like lean on in that regard. And I do have some blood family who I'm still very close to, Yeah. but, um, but that side of the family I'm not. And, but I've been really, really fortunate to have like folks that I can go to. Like I made that post about like, I want to have a place to go for Hanukkah this year. Yeah. And immediately folks um, jumped on and said like, you know, come to our house. And I, I feel really, really lucky that I've been able to build the connections with people where folks would invite me into their homes knowing that I didn't have somewhere else to go. Yeah. Are these people that you knew or, or, or didn't know but were friends with, with social media or like how'd that work out? Um, so like one of the people who commented, like, I don't, I think we've met like once, but we've been like internet friends for a minute and like, um, and then other folks I have known for a while and have spent time with, I think like it was a bunch of different people who like offered to do Hanukkah stuff with me. And like, so some people I'm close to, some people I don't know that well. And, um, but I'm excited for all those different connections. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. I feel that, um, uh, and I mentioned it in the beginning it was it was like being vulnerable enough to be like um you know hey here here here's where i am it would be pretty cool if um and having like a, a support system uh kind of reach out i feel like um it, it, and, and again you know like this podcast isn't so much about like tell me what you're going through so we could talk about the sad shit it's more like like let's talk about what what you're what you've experienced along your journey because there's a lot of other people that are probably more than likely they are experiencing it as well and it's good to hear like the the mindset like you just talked about like you know I'm going to win um one way or another I'm going to win uh not allowing the negativity to kind of fester and to constantly look for the positivity in it because at the end of the day your mindset really is all you have uh, and and I'm, I'm kind of echoing what you you've been saying about your mindset because a lot of people don't realize how important the mindset is you know what i mean like the way of thinking um using positive words when you speak um like i've been really like trying to get hip to that the last like five or six years of, of my life where it's just kind of like, I need to really be careful, like how I interpret my thoughts, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and so 
what I'm gathering is like, are are you all along those lines of like putting positive positivity out there and it will come back? Or like I think of it like the law of attraction in regards. I'm not sure if, if you look at it the same way or not. Um, I don't put positivity out hoping that I'm going to get it back or necessarily like expecting that I'm going to. Um, I'm positive and open and vulnerable about my journey just because there's probably somebody who um, might need to hear yeah. things or might need to see like that things can be overcome. Um, but it's been a really hard life. If I get none of that positivity back, like you said earlier, like survived worse. Yeah. So um, I mostly just hope that when I'm vulnerable about like, like the traumas of my past or like my like mental and physical issues that somebody out there is like, okay, well this person's awesome and they've dealt with this. Yeah. So maybe I'm awesome too and I can handle it. Right. And I just want to make other people feel better. And when you relate to somebody, um, like when you're able to relate to somebody and then you see what they've overcome, it does give you a sense of like, aha, like, well, shit, if they did it, you know, and I see myself in them, then I could do it, too. Um, you mentioned a couple of times trauma. Was the trauma in result to what you're dealing with physically or no? Um, no, I had a pretty rough, um, like, childhood, then, like, adolescence, then college, and, like, gotcha. a few years ago were really bad. I've sort of... Um, been through worse than I'm going through now. Fair enough. Um, and so I'm speaking as like a survivor of like, like domestic violence and etc. Okay, fair enough. Um, and for a while there, that was really difficult to sit with. But now I'm like, I came through that. I like who I am now. Um, yeah, I just hope that other people can like hear about that journey and feel better. How did you, how were you able to get through that? I have an amazing therapist. Yeah. Um, I like woke up one day, the end of like 2019 and was like, I deserve better than what's going on up here. Yeah. And, um, was talking to my like primary care provider, like regular family doctor and was like, I'm at risk for like some serious self-harm here. We need some trauma work immediately. And she um, put a referral into like behavioral health and I got my therapist and I've like been working with her intensely for, oh my God, four years. Three years, right? Almost four years. Yeah. Four years, yeah. Yeah. Four years, yeah, fair enough. And like we work really, really well together. Um, I've been so fortunate. Um so we did like EMDR, like trauma processing. And then um, as things come up and we need to dig into them a little deeper, we do that. Um, she's been amazing. Is that where the um, uh, letting things go and then realizing who you really were kind of came into play through that, through that um, the journey with your therapist? Yeah. Like um, we did our first round of like trauma processing, I think like 2021-ish. I was like, I'm cured. I'm healed. Who the hell am I? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I had no idea. Um, 
but she's like really helped me and encouraged me to like dig into like myself and figure out like who I am. And yeah. it's been really great. It's so this was taking place then during COVID. Yeah. How did that work? How, first of all, when it came to COVID, how how were you able to navigate through COVID considering you were already kind of like day by day, not sure how you were going to deal with that day. And then COVID kind of came and, and kept everybody home. Mm -hmm. Was that, uh, did, did you feel a, a, any different with COVID or, or, or no? You know so I mean? at the beginning of lockdown, I, um, almost attempted. Okay. Um, I was like a very, um, very like outgoing, very social extroverted kind of person to suddenly be like trapped in my like apartment was horrible. Okay. Um, and, but like in terms of navigating just like with my therapist with COVID, like we've only ever had telemed sessions. I've never been in the same room with her. Okay. So, um, COVID didn't impact that part of the journey yeah. at all. So it's been really convenient. Like never been to her office. We've never been in the same room. Um, but we have these great sessions. Okay. So you're an extroverted person. Yeah, I'm like a socially anxious extrovert. Um, so okay. I'm, <laughs> I can understand is, that. Right, it's like a bonkers combination. Um, but yeah, like I love being around people. I'm like terrified of it because I like work myself up beforehand. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna say something absolutely stupid. This person's never gonna want to talk to me again, yeah, and then right, I go and yeah, interact yeah. with somebody. And it's completely fine, and I've just like psyched myself out about it. But yeah, no, I love being around people. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my wife is the extrovert. I'm the introvert. And when COVID hit, it really it hit her hard because mm -hmm. she was just kind of like antsy, not like where I was just kind of like, this is my world. So I was kind of curious, like I, it, COVID comes up all, pretty much all the time on the podcast. Uh, and, and it's always interesting to me um, to hear how other people were uh, absorbing it because it does affect people differently. You just alluded to that. You almost attempted. So it was a shift for you where it shook you to that point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, I appreciate you sharing that first of all, cause that that's not, uh, that's not easy. And was that when you were already seeing a therapist or was, did that lead to the, no, you said 2019. So you were already, you were already talking with your therapist at that time. So I'm trying to remember, like, she and I had had, like, some sessions in 2019, and then, like, early 2020, we hadn't scheduled. Um, and I can't remember why. Don't have, like, the best memory. Yeah. Um, and then after that happened, I reached out to her, and I was like, we need to start this now. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, you ever take a time to, like, think about the work that you're doing? for yourself like that you're actively doing for you as opposed to being like again uh there's a lot of people that don't do it that woe is me this is my baggage but you're actively like putting yourself in a position and you're leveling up you noticed that there was a problem you called your primary doctor you needed you took these steps like i think that's pretty big you know what i mean like uh there's a lot of people that that there's a lot of people that know that need they need to do it and don't know how. There's a lot of people that don't want to acknowledge it. There's so many different types of experiences that people go through, but to be actively like 
um, yeah, here I am. Shit, I, 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 I had a moment in my life where I almost attempted several, actually, if, if I'm being honest. And it was like one of those times where it was like uh, the last time was when my two oldest were very little. And I was like, OK, I need to there. I need to figure this out and get my arms around it. And so I can understand and appreciate that that moment where it's just like I need to do this because there's so much more um, in this life that's worth living for. A lot of people um, have a very negative uh, stigma about um, suicide or people putting themselves in that position, putting themselves, I use that in quotes, so I can appreciate that. I, I just, you know, I, um, it's a very candid and vulnerable thing to talk about. And we don't, I don't really talk about it often on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, uh, I like to give people their flowers. So have back to my question. Forgive me. I'm going on a rant. But have you ever noticed, like, the work that you're doing on yourself? Do you ever take time to acknowledge that? So, yes and no. Um like it has been a lot of work and I recognize that. I also feel just like fundamentally because of who I am as a person, I didn't have a choice. Like it goes back to like, you know, like I want to win against the universe. Yeah. Not doing everything possible to try and make myself the best version of myself. It's not who I am. Like I want to be healthy in as many ways as I can. I want to have a good life. I want to be happy and I want to be here. Yeah. There was like doing anything less than fighting for that. Just not an option. Cool. That's awesome. Um, so let's switch the gears here and talk about <clears throat> right now. Like what's, what's your goal and, and, and what, where would you like to be at? in your life five, 10 years from now? Like, what's your goal? I want to buy a house real yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, what kind of house? Any type or, or you, got, you got one in mind? I don't have like a specific house in mind, but yeah. I've like really thought about like moving down to Baltimore and having like just like a cute row home yeah. and like have it be mine. And Why Baltimore? I um, grew up in Southern New York County, so oh, we're about okay. a half hour outside of Baltimore and okay. spent like most weekends there as a kid. And like, unfortunately, I haven't been back much since like moving up this way, but it's always a place that like felt just really real. Like the art scene there is weird. Yeah. And like it's everywhere. There's like in Fells Point, there's like this like gallery where floor to ceiling, everything is mosaic tiles. And you go in there and it's like, Somebody spent like hours upon hours upon hours to like make this. And like, it's not something I ever would have thought of, but it's yeah. exciting and it's like new and it's fresh to me. And like, there's so much of that vibrancy throughout the city. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Baltimore's cheaper than Lancaster by a lot. Okay. <laughs> so that makes it sound real cute in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'm trying to save some money mm -hmm. <laughs> so buying a house in uh in baltimore that's the goal yeah i think it's like it's one of those and then in terms of like what i want to be doing like artistically professionally yeah 
No idea. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I have done so many different things, like, career-wise, that I have no idea what I'll be doing five years from now. And that's, like, for some people, I think, would be, like, really alarming. But to me, I'm, like, I'm, like, a fairly well-rounded person. Yeah. So who knows what I'll be doing? And that's exciting. Yeah, well, I was getting ready to kind of, like, say that I guess I guess it'd be fair to say like there's no fear of the unknown because you've already done enough to feel comfortable not knowing. Does that make you know what I mean? Like I don't know, but I feel like I'll I'll be all right because I have a knack for adapting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I tell my kids this all the time, like you know, like the older I'm getting, don't be afraid to try different things my mom always used to tell me like you know you don't want too many jobs on your resume it doesn't look good and i'm like times are different now like Mm -hmm. you need to have your hands in many things it doesn't look bad if you're able to adapt and learn new things uh and so i would kind of like liken that to where you where you are now where it's just kind of like i mean i i don't know where i'll be but i'm not really worried about it i think i'll be all right you know what i mean like You'll adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll win. Mm-hmm. Um, I can appreciate that. Thank you. Um, uh, I asked you when you got here, have you ever done a podcast? You said no. Like it, Talking about something like this on, on this type of uh, platform, uh, knowing that people will be listening, people will be watching the, your, your story, your journey, um, does that does that help give you a perspective on the impact that you have on other people? I think that it gives me opportunity of like, I'm going to connect with more people yes. that I've never connected with before. And that's like, that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that anybody who's like listening or watching, like something that I'm saying is resonating and hopefully is a positive impact on them. And i I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. This goes back to uh, what we talked about earlier about like the support system that you have, um, people reaching out to you, uh, offering their help however they can, uh, offering you their home for for Hanukkah. That that type of um, bond uh, I'm getting from you is very important. Um, So this only then really aids in that the exposure of of who you are and getting to meet uh, new people um and i'm one of them i'm grateful to meet you thank you very much uh for stopping by how do you feel talking i feel good yeah. like i like i said like i'm a, i'm an extrovert like i love engaging in conversations okay, yeah. so this has been really fun for me i'm feeling great great yeah. holy thank you very much i appreciate it this is the german chronicles this is it we're done all right thank you so much